So, nice to have you here today, Lydia. Nice to be here. That's good. So, Quite unexpected. It's okay, we've got some time. It's allowing 16 <laughs> minutes, but I'm going to try and make it shorter. So, who is Lydia? Good question. Gosh, I'm not even, don't even know if I can answer that. Who is Lydia? All right, then tell us, let's start from the beginning. We've got some time. What were you like when you were in school? Oh, gosh. Um, I was very into sport. I was very into drama. Um, yeah, and I only came to those things quite late. Um, but... Yeah, so I enjoyed those things. My teachers always said that I lacked confidence, which is probably still true in myself now. Really? Yeah. If you're doing all all those things are outgoing. I know, but I guess you can hide behind the facade, can't you? I suppose. I suppose that's one thing. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Yeah, that comes to mind on that. Mm Hmm. So, what was it about the creative industry that you loved so much? Um, I think the thing that I loved about that at school was the fact that all my friends did it, um, and there was like there was a good group of us that did like the sport, the drama, the um, we were just involved in. Yeah, so we were all involved in lots of things, which was really good because we just then around those different areas together so that made a massive difference to me mm-hmm. enjoying it um, yeah and I had a good PE teacher as well so that helped what, what sports was it, was it you particularly um, liked? well it was netball, football hockey and then our, that group of people just really um, yeah we were quite successful in those sports so, oh, so he's winning medals and yeah, trophies. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Lydia. Which well done. helps the level of motivation. <laughs> and then at, that actually spurred me on to go and train to be a PE teacher myself. Okay. So. Oh, so you went on to be a PE teacher. So do you come from a big family? I am... Um, it's just me and my sister and um, my mum and my immediate family. Um... And then, yeah, obviously extended family. Okay, fair but, enough. Um, were you uh, were you born in London or? I was not born in London. I'm from rural Lincolnshire. Lincolnshire. So right on the edge of nowhere. Do you know Lincolnshire? You got sausages in it. We have got sausages. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we have. And, then, uh, and, uh, and I think there's something mentioned of it in the, the Vikings movie. Is it up north? Yes, it is up yeah. north on the east. Yeah. Coast. So yeah, you would have been. Uh, introduced to the Vikings in the old days, so that's what I know. That's what I know about Lincolnshire sausages and Vikings in invasion. Um, Most people normally say that it's really flat as well, although the bit that's quite hilly. Okay, I've been to, so I used to be in the military, so I've been to certain places where I think this area is really flat and you've got loads of fields. We have got lots yeah. of fields. It's very, and, you, yeah. and you've got those big horses. Lots they, of they, agriculture. Those horses are really hairy horses. They're like shire horses. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hmm. That's so that's where you grew up? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did, yes. And then I went to university. 
to study sport. And where did you do that? In, in, in Durham. No, in at Durham, so further up north. Yeah, I've been to Durham before. Yeah, lovely little university town that was. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and you studied PE, uh, personal fit, educate, physical education? Right? Uh, so it was more general actually. It was like for sport, physiology, sociology and psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then from that, then I did my teacher training um, in Birmingham. So how was life in Durham? Was it quite similar to Lincolnshire? No, it was a bit more, I think because it's a market town, it was a bit more, um, sorry, not because it was a university town, it was more, it was a lot more lively than Lincolnshire. Lincolnshire was very quiet and reserved. Were you brought up on a farm? I wasn't, no. You're not a farm girl? No, I'm not a farm okay. girl. Okay. Just to let you know, audience, when the lady looks down, it's not because she's bored, it's no. because she's checking her Yes, I've her got train, train issues. <laughs> My train's been cancelled, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and on so, Saturday got a train strike as well. Yeah, I know. Got Saturday really and just... what the other day? There's um, Mon- is it Monday or? Probably. Yeah. It's so annoying. Anyway, I'm sure your audience don't want to cancel trains. <laughs> but yes, I am. I'm not being rude. I'm just checking yeah, okay. my options. So you like Durham? Yeah. And you were there for three years? Yes, three you got, years. You got yeah. your degree? Yeah. Mm, did you, would you, were you working when you were in Durham? I only studenting when I was there, so student working. I didn't do any other work when I was there. Um, so your your fa- your what does your father do? With your parents. Do? So my mum is a teacher, um, retired now, um, and then my dad um, was like a he had lots of different jobs, but he died when I was younger. Okay, so, so but he that. was very into like running. Yeah, I will say that about my kids. They're all active. Yeah. All, even if they're not, even if they're in the house, they want to do something where they're kind of building up a sweat yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Red light camera ahead. Yeah. Yes, it certainly does. So you went to after uni. Yes. You've, you've done your education in. What was it? You've done your physical education? Yeah. Your psychological? Yeah. And so, then your teacher training? Yeah. That's quite a lot of years, isn't so it? it was, but, so then I did my... Yeah, so I did my undergrad in sport. And then I moved to... I moved back home for a while. I worked, worked in a school as a teaching assistant. Then I moved to Birmingham to do my teacher training. That mm-hmm. was a year. So then I qualified to be a PE teacher. And I worked in Birmingham for two years and then I moved to Dubai. Ooh. So then I lived in Dubai for six years. So before we rush in, we've got some time. You when you're doing your teacher training, how long was that and what was that like? So now you're interacting with the children. Oh, it's very stressful. What age group? <laughs> What's your face? What what age group were they? Uh secondary. 
age. So that it's age. Re- the training to be a teacher and being a teacher is a very it's a very rewarding job, but it's the the so training takes it out of you. How old were they then? You said secondary. I'm so that's twelve to eighteen. Okay, that knife crime age. <laughs> Sadly. Potentially. <laughs> yeah. So you were teaching in Birmingham. Yes. So you're in a city school? I wasn't actually. I was in a leafy suburban <laughs> school in um, in out in Sutton Coldfields. Okay, so there's all complaining about an anxiety and things like that then, um, or mummy and daddy. No, is... it was no, it was no, it wasn't really like that. I guess it was, it was a very good school. Okay. Um, and it had just been like recently rebuilt so that was positive mm-hmm. mm. all right that's good so that was good experience there yeah what was trying about it then that's what i'm oh, trying it's to just, get you just get um the just training to be a teacher you're constantly under like scrutiny. you're constantly being observed yeah you're constantly being scrutinized um it's just really difficult how long did you last in the teaching field then? So I did, so I did my training and I taught for two years in Birmingham. Then I worked for six years in Dubai. Uh-huh. Then I moved back here and did a couple more years teaching alongside training to be a psychotherapist. Okay, so going back to Dubai then. Yeah. What was Dubai like and, what, and who were you teaching? Uh, so I was working in a um, international school. What, expats? Yeah, um, but there was like over 80 different nationalities in my school. Sounds like London. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> Go on. yeah, it was very, um, yeah, it was really mixed. But a lot of the schools out, well, some of the schools out there you get predominantly Western um cultures in school like white british yeah. but mine wasn't like that so it always used to be very interesting going into the cafeteria at lunchtime looking at everybody's different packed lunches okay yeah and was um did you find any culture shocks for you um because you from where you're brought up it looks like yeah, you're moving I mean, moving to more cosmopolitan like the um, the Emirati culture is obviously very different to here and of course like the rules and regulations are different to here um, but also Dubai I suppose in some ways is quite westernised as well so I guess that's why it's quite attractive to people to move there as a as an expat gig mm-hmm. because um, A lot of young people move to Dubai, yeah. and I was thinking, but even though they're quite religious, yeah. um, the rules are strict, the crimes are low. What do you think is it about Dubai that works and attracts young people? I think it's the, the money is a big thing, because it, obviously it's tax free. I think the lifestyle is a big thing as well. 
Um, I think the glitz and the glamour of it is attractive to younger people. I think the obviously it's a um, it's a hub in term an airport hub. So I think the travel opportunities from there are great as well, which can be it's attractive to anybody regardless of age, I suppose. Um, yeah, I guess like well quality of life in some ways but I guess I suppose it depends on what you what values you play have um, what do you mean by that well like you can go to a swanky hotel every weekend like and be beside the pool in the sunshine nice drinks like everything's really lovely and sparkly and glitzy and glam which is lovely but then I suppose like one of the reasons I came back was because of the weather and not being able to like you couldn't walk out your front door and just go for a walk I, what, like, I was far from because oh. it's too hot oh, it doesn't okay. have the infrastructure for it there <laughs> it's a desert though yeah exactly. it's not meant to though it's a desert but I, yeah. <laughs> I hear you saying the 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 European. I wonder if other because you obviously you've got South Africans and Australians and they didn't suppose the heat's different then. Must what be. in Australia? South yeah, yeah it's the heat's probably different heat to what? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, very dry heat there. I remember going to Dubai one time. Well, I've been quite a few times. I used to work on the ships. Oh right. And um, I came out the the, the bridge to have a photo taken I was all in white linen I love white linen because it dries easy yeah get hot and it allows the wind to brush yeah. brush through and as I stepped outside it was like I was in a shower I was just yeah. wet and this guy was fiddling yeah. around the camera trying to take the photo so yeah. I know there's times it's summertime, it's summertime you just don't yeah. really do anything you unless get up to in, like 50 there yeah. but then now it'll be starting to get to like a nice manageable and I was swimming in the swimming pool one time and uh, I just felt like a lobster. Yeah. You know when they're cooking the lobster slowly? Yeah. And there's the, the guy, he's, because it's a port swimming pool, he had a hose and like he was pumping water in constantly because the water level was getting down so fast. Yeah. On the heat! And I'm yeah. thinking something's not right here. Yeah. <laughs> Still. So did you overall, you enjoyed your time in Dubai? Uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved the travel opportunities. I loved the people that I met. I loved the place. Um, I loved the school that I worked in. Yeah, had a lot of positives, positive experience. So the school was an international school. Was it an English-based curriculum? Or? Yeah, it was a British curriculum. So it's probably yeah, everybody. Eighty countries. That's a lot. Yeah, eighty. That, that's nearly half of the half of the world's countries on the yeah. planet. Yeah. 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 In that respect. Um, and they all spoke English? Um, or their versions of well, English? Well, yeah, yeah, they did all speak English because obviously it was a British curriculum school, but I guess to different, differing levels. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Did you find there was a tier system in who you are? Yes. In so, so. Absolutely. Like the social class system there is, is like the equivalent of the social class system. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of, for example, um, 
some of the workers on like the, the construction sites were inevitably like in of Indian origin or Pakistan and like they'd come over to seek work. Um, like the support staff in the school that I was in were um, mostly Filipino. Um, uh-huh. And yeah. Did they seem happy though there? Yeah, I think, um, well, I, I mean, I, it's difficult to say. I mean, the way that I would interact, like I would treat anybody the same regardless of what role they were working in or where anybody's from. But I don't think, well, like anywhere in the world, I don't think that was necessarily true um, for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know if the, the, well, look at everything that happened with the World Cup in Oman and all the politics around that with, uh, sorry, with, in Qatar, Cut. with the, um, the human rights and all the issues there. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So your time in being a teacher... Have you noticed that depending on the kind of group of people is the way you, different skills that you have to implement in teaching them and relating to them? Sorry, say that again. In your time in being a teacher, yeah. how have you developed, or maybe that's the word, yeah, how have you developed in the different methods of teaching people from different backgrounds? Because mm. you've gone from extreme to extreme to extreme. Yeah. Um. I guess just with, I guess you just adapt and mould with experience, I suppose, Um, and yeah, I suppose I've I've taught different age groups as well, Um, I I don't think I could really put words to like how I've done it, I think um, using children as like a like we can learn a lot from them as well so it's not just like a mm. one-way street really um, how do we learn from children in the class well because students are like oh children are like free agents aren't they they're like blank slates without any like they're, they're quite free in some ways aren't they and i think and playful and i think that can be useful reminders to adults sometimes to connect with that part of themselves What would be your advice to a young person, let's say 16, who wants to go down the route of what you've gone so far in teaching? Um, look after yourself. <laughs> Acts of self-care are integral. Um, fill your own cup before you try and help others as well. That's as important as... Trying to give everything to the role. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that would probably be. I think that's true of anything, though, as well, not just teaching. So, you spoke about the heat in Dubai. Did you manage to continue any sports, snorkeling, any I, water sports? I ran when I was there, but really? not very easily outside. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not very easily. I did, I did do a marathon there. Wait, how, so what, a full marathon? Yeah. So they must have done but that in, at night. In, no, it was early morning and it was in... Um, like four in the morning kind of thing. No, seven in the morning and it was in the winter. Mm. Um, and, and how was that? How was that, that journey? Of, but it was very rewarding. Like any marathon is rewarding really, but yeah, it was cool to do. to practice on their partner no I think just the level of like well everything that you have to give to it so um, you have to pay for someone to you to talk to someone's problems yeah your problems so when the missus said that to me last night I went what I paid for someone to tell someone <laughs> That's not that, I'm alright. She said, no, you can't be a therapist if you're not talking to someone. Yeah, what, like her supervisor? Well, no, well, as a therapist, to... every therapist must have a therapist. So every, well, you don't, you don't have to have your own personal therapist, but you have to have a supervisor, which yeah. is kind of like a professional. Yeah, yeah, that's the term she uses, yeah. supervisor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so. I guess, like, most therapists, would have their own therapist because they would advocate mm. for that. How did you find the course and what made you want to do the course? Um, I think just like my own experiences with like mental health and just yeah my own experiences of therapy and you know I just guess how valuable and positive I found it I suppose it just made me interested in what it would be like to be on the other side. So when you say your own experience is mental health, are you, are, have you been like seeing a, did you see a, a therapist voluntarily like before the course? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I've never thought of ever doing that. Yeah. And I kind of think, well, why do you, why do you need a therapist? No, it's not that why. I can understand. So I have a theory, and you can tell me what you think on this as a professional. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that there's some people who who they may have good friends and good family, but they find it hard to talk to people who know them. Yeah. And so those are probably the ideal people for yeah. therapies. There's other people who. They may not even have a lot of friends and family, but the people around them, or the, they can talk to if they need to, because they see things like in a logical scale. Mm. I've got a problem with this. What do you think? Well, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I'd do this. Oh yeah, I never thought of that. Thank you. Yeah. And that's it. And they're good to go. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And this is where my argument is, is that I don't think everybody needs overall therapy, but then I've been told that is therapy, talking to your friend. 
yeah. or talking to somebody. I guess it's like, um, I don't think, like therapy doesn't have to be like, you don't have to go to a therapist to have like deep emotional, like overwhelming chats. You could just go to a therapist to just like, it's like a, I guess it's like if you can, if you want to exercise, like you can go for a really intense workout or you could just go for a walk. Like any form of kind of exercise is a form of self-care, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that therapy, going to therapy, it doesn't have to be like a major, like you're going for a reason or because something's happened to you or like it can just be a really healthy kind of check-in or mm. offload onto somebody that's not I get a lot of people talking to me in a taxi. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. Especially when they're sitting around. I think that was hairdressers as yeah, well. Yeah, that's the same, yeah. yeah. Especially, and that's probably why people don't want to, they're very loyal to their hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a saying that yeah. goes, if men were loyal to their wives like they are to their barber, mm-hmm. then they would have no problems in society. It's <laughs> interesting that you say that the people, especially if they're in the back, talk to you, because I think there is that thing about I guess like the idea behind you doing this, like people being in a car and not looking at each other, like it's easier for people to offload and talk, Mm. isn't it? Which I think, again, that can be kind of a a barrier to some people going to therapy, like the Mm. thought of sitting in a room with somebody and like locking eyes with someone and having to like share your innermost thoughts, that understandably can feel overwhelming. Walking. See, I I heard about that, and I thought we could I could do a gym therapy. Yeah. But but then, Mrs. says, Nah, that's not going to work because people are going to be coming around and like, can I do this and yeah, interrupting the person? Yeah. But then I said, Well, you could go to like one of those twenty-four hour gyms three in the morning. Yeah. But think of this. I was going to do. If I was qualified, I could do a taxi therapist. So you just book me. Yeah. You get in, sit in the back. And yeah. I just drive for an hour. Yeah. And then you just tell me everything. Yeah. And I go, okay. Well, yeah, like or like a one-off. It's a like confession a, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book the ca- taxi confession. But I'm not sure if I want to hear everybody's confessions. Yeah. Some people have done some things that are like, no, you should not be. You should, I don't know how you waited that. Yeah. And I, you should not be telling you anybody. Say you that it's Therapy is like a almost like a modern day, um, a modern day confession booth. Yeah, like the Catholic. Yeah, thing, like yeah. back in the day, therapy wouldn't have been a thing, and I, I suppose people would seek God for that kind of. You know, people would speak to God and offload to God as they do now, of course. But that notion of going to a confession booth to to offload, and it's it's kind of it does mirror the concept of therapy now, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. No, 
that's yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that in the slightest. Mm. So, so, how's your journey been on your course, your therapist course? Um, like a roller coaster. And can I ask, the reason you sought therapy at the start, yeah. before the course, was that something now you look back on and thought, ah, I could have probably got by that without no. having to go, but you, you really needed someone no. to talk yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah. I also think with therapy, like, I, again, like, I don't think it, as I said, it's not a case of, like, having to go, like, if something is extreme or not. I think it can just be, like, a, I don't think you have to go to therapy if something is wrong with you. I think it's just a really health, healthy, like, it's a check-in, really. It's a check-in with your thoughts. So it's an MOT like, on the brain. You, yeah, well, I heard somebody on the radio the other day describe it as it's like somebody coming to sort out your shed. Like they're just moving around the tools that are already there, and but like sprucing up the ones that maybe aren't working as well as they they, they could yeah, be. Maintenance. Yeah. yeah, and then when they leave, the shed's looking in a bit more orderly shape and the tools are working a bit better mm. Mm. So. and I suppose some people have the power to do it themselves and other people need some assistance yeah I guess and I suppose there's always something about alternative perspectives aren't there and I think also that like when you're in conversation with somebody and sometimes even without a therapist's intervention somebody mm. can come to realizations on their own through just speaking and then coming to oh hang on yeah i'm doing that and oh actually i've just realized why because i've been talking about it whereas in this world now everything's so fast-paced mm -hmm. we're having to get from a to b like with we've got our phones our, like we've got so many tabs open in our heads it's, you don't always get the opportunity to do that, do you? To really look and think, okay, what is actually going on? One thing you've just made me realise, and I appreciate you for this, is, well, because my argument is always, well, great leaders, Napoleon or Genghis Khan wasn't thinking about therapy, they were just doing what they do. Yeah. But then know that I'm wrong. And why I'm wrong is because everybody had counsellors. Mm. You had those, um, well, you had philosophers, but you had counselors, those people around you who would counsel you. Yeah. Who, from young, would teach you how to be a leader, yeah. and you would learn. And then as you got older and you took the reins, they would still say, well, if you do that, if you yeah. sack this city, then da, yeah. da, 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 da. It's so, like it's mentors, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. It's someone just kind of check, trying to keep you on the path of the goal yeah. of life whatever you choose, how you choose to live yeah. your life. I really never thought of that before. Mm. Yeah. It's that, yeah. It's just a verbal check-in, I suppose. But then it's... Mm. I announced on my social media thing that I was doing this counselling course and the negative comments that came with 
Uh, it's a load of rubbish. It's a farce. They're just trying to take your money. They tell you what, what you've already What is in counselling, like talking therapy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so when you're I say, doing that as well? No, I, yeah, I did a course. I did an introduction course. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I kind of just went, yeah. So I got in a disagreement with the teacher. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's, asked, she's asking me about this feelings thing. And I'm saying, listen, love. I don't bother with feelings. It's logic. Tell me something logical, and if it makes sense, I'm going to run with it. So she kept on coming out with it, and I said, listen, she said, you asked me the same question three times now. I've given you my answer, but clearly the answer's not good enough for you, so you tell me what you want me to say, and I'll say it, and then we can move on. Mm. <laughs> she didn't take it too well. But that's I was just telling her. Mm. But then at the same time, when she wrote my report, she I think she liked the fact that I will just, bam. Challenge. Challenge and put it there. Where did you do that course? It was online. It was online. Um, so I wasn't. Re I wasn't really interested in going out, um, stopping my day to do like on a major scale, finding parking. But it's called Minister Module. Minister Module. Minister Module. Yeah. So I, we were talking about last night about me doing the next stage. Yeah. And. Um, Mrs. said, well, Simon, you know that's like three and a half thousand, then you've got to pay for your the, therapy. Yeah. Was it the, not the, the Minster Centre? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it, yeah. Was it the Minster, in... Uh, I don't know where it is. M-I-N-I-S-T-E-R. Yeah, Minister. Yeah, do you know it? Well, that's, that's not where you did your thing. <laughs> the Minster, oh, but the, I don't know if that would have been online. Yeah, my one, the introduction's online, you can oh, do it okay. in person. Oh, they've got their fast track. Yeah. The fast track and they've got the normal. So that is the Minster Centre. Yeah. Who was your teacher then? It's an Asian lady. I can't remember her name. Oh. I got told off for not remembering her name on the fourth day. So, but I'm never good with names. Oh yeah, was it like a five day? Yeah, five day yeah. introduction. Yeah, but, I did that uh, with them, the Minster Centre. It was I interesting though. It was interesting because it's hard not to solve a problem. You know when they do that, um, what was it, helper, helpy yeah. thing? And then if, it's like if you're telling me something, I'm just meant to repeat back to you what you said and then you're meant to realise, oh, you're, you're hearing what you actually said. Yeah. And then you think, actually, I don't like the sound of that. I need to change my mind and allow that person to come to their conclusion of their yeah. solution like obviously if you tell me a problem now I'll say listen that's not you know I'm going to give my point of view and I said that's what I do and then you mm. and that doesn't really help you yeah but it's hard yeah I it's guess. hard not to have an opinion mm. go away so what's the hardest thing for you in the course uh, and I've got to ask my questions right as the missus would tell me off. Yeah, no, you, you could have questioned there. Hardest thing about the course. Or the thing that you wish, that you know now, that you wish you knew at the start. The level, oh, I can't, I don't even think I can put words to it. You just have to go to like every part of yourself in all of the ways. Like personally, professionally, academically, like it just completely like you just go to your core and it just like completely it's exposing it's 
like it's painful it's great it's amazing it's like it's horrible it's frustrating it's wonderful <laughs> it's just like it's like this all the time roller coaster yeah okay. i think and i think most people would agree that like you're a changed person for it um and really like it's a um it's an investment in yourself but also in a profession which like what a privilege mm. to be in that position where you do a good job where you're constantly having to like look at yourself and mm. how so. you relate to other people self-reflection yeah all the time mm. and mm. also what though what a privilege to be able to like sit in a room with somebody and for them to be sharing their like innermost thoughts with you like that's I heard as well somebody say the other day that actually like psychotherapy holds the key to social change because like psychotherapists are on the ground hearing the struggles that people face mm -hmm. like financially, socially and actually we're hearing also like psychotherapists are hearing like the breadth of experiences and from people and narratives from people that could actually be really influential in creating change because mm -hmm. you're hearing it firsthand. Yeah, I suppose because also politicians would have probably therapists. Mm -hmm. Maybe not all. I can't yeah, see maybe, Boris, yeah. Boris having one, but <laughs> but you probably get other ones who who have a bit of a conscience. Yeah, there's probably not many really, but. <laughs> I'm sure. Because all those people have, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So, what does the future hold for you? Now you've graduated. Well, hopefully, I'm going to get onto this train. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm just looking at options at the moment for uh, work, for potential work. Are you going to specialise with children, adults? How does it work? Um, adults, I think. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. Okay. Was there any point in the course where you thought, I can't do this anymore? Um, no, I always knew that I wanted to, to see it through. And I'm really pleased that I did. talk about top your own cup up it's interesting because I, I as a period of time me as a podcaster I was hearing some real deep problems and a lot of the time it was well, sometimes it was at night if you do let's say Sunday morning you've got all the 
the underworld going home. Mm. So you've got the, the working girls, that's prostitutes for those people overseas who don't know what I mean, so I have to explain. <laughs> Some people say, working girls? Uh, there's confusion. Um, you've got the dealers, then you've got the bankers and people who've been to parties mm. or whatever. You know, you've got all kind of things, but then people just offload mm. whether they're under the influence. And this is not necessarily interviews they're doing, they're just offloading. And I found some stories were so like, like what? That I had to call somebody to offload that story onto them yeah. to share the pressure because I mentally felt like it was a pressure yeah, cooker. That you absorb and I was yeah. like, this is too much. And I remember I, I've obviously I've, I've done over 13,000 journeys. Mm. So I've met a lot of different people. I've got over a thousand episodes. Um, and I was, I have this uh, psychotherapist, he, he's British but he lives in New York, he says he has three clients a week mm. and he lives off that and he, he charges a lot of money for them and um, he was saying to me, how, well I'm losing track here, he was, sorry my mind's gone blank, it, it happens at times, it's very mm. embarrassing. He was saying to me how um, you can't overload yourself yeah. with other people's stories. And he said before he, when he started, he wanted to get all the money back he'd spent. So he was like trying to fill up your your calendar. Mm. But now he realised that's not the way to go. Yeah. And um, have you found that that you like you have to regulate yourself with how many interviews? No, it's just like I think. It, yeah, I think it's just knowing, like knowing your limits. Like, how many people do you feel that you're able to see a week, for example, or like, or a day, or and that's for yourself, but also so you can be there for them. Like, you know, good going to somebody if you're not if you're not able to be available. bit of honesty here and we'll take a two question have you ever made a mistake where you think well it was, that, that was close or mm. I'm not doing that again <laughs> I don't think it's binary I don't think it's there's like a right or wrong really in therapy unless, unless I suppose it's like an ethical thing but then maybe they're not straightforward as well and also like therapists are human too like humans mm. Maybe like error of judgment, so but I don't know if I, I don't know I don't know if right or wrong is the way that I would mm. necessarily term it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What What would your advice be to a younger person who wants to go down the route that you've gone down? 
do you mean psychotherapy? Yeah, to psychotherapy. To a younger person? Yeah, so a 16 year old, I don't know, a sister, uh, your younger sister, or you know, um, some girl from school wants to, or person wants to become a psychotherapist, what would be your advice? Um, self care, I think, always self care, checking in on yourself, how you are, reflect, like being reflective. Um, do they need more life experience first, would you say? Well, the 16-year-old obviously wouldn't be able to be a yeah. therapist. By the time she's finished, she'd be 20. And would you say that's enough life experience to be a therapist? But a 16-year-old wouldn't be able to be a therapist. No, by the time she finished studying, she'd be 20 or 21. But she wouldn't be able to start at 16. Yeah, but I mean education-wise. But she wouldn't be able to start training. Oh, oh, I'm with you now. Oh, yeah. I think it's so. See, that's why we asked. Yeah. Oh, see, you're further um, down the road. I guess, like, there must be undergrad courses for. And I don't, again, I don't think it's binary. I don't think. Like, there were people on my course that were younger. <laughs> like, in, in their 20s. I don't think it's. Well, like, who are we to say what life experience? Mm. Like, somebody could have experienced... Loads of stuff. Yeah, in 20 years on the earth. Yeah, that's true. And everybody, like... Um. Who are we to say, like, what experiences are better or worse? Yeah, so I come from children's homes, and, like, obviously those children usually experience a lot of... Yeah. Fast... Life is on a fast track. Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. Well, we're coming to the end of the journey now. Are we? Yeah, well, are we? Yeah, yeah, we're just passing Houston, and after that's going to oh. be a free run. Which <laughs> like you're disappointed. Where are we? I don't want to. I'm getting comfortable on camera now. I just warmed up. Yeah. Good. <laughs> look, 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 what's going to take you? 14 minutes. I knew 14 minutes. We're two minutes over time, so it's 11 11. Okay. See? I'm the Uber driver with a with a flair. Um, Excuse me, gosh. What course would you recommend people do to become a psychotherapist? That's the last question. Uh, oh, again, that's not clear cut either because there's so many routes into it. I think um, you've got to choose one that suits your like your. The way that you like to work, you've got to choose one that like matches your your situation financially, like your your responsibilities outside of wanting to study. I don't think it's any. I think it's very individual. Mm. Um, mm. Okay, yeah. well, well that's good. Well, we thank you for that. And one last little question is. If the world is standing in front of you, 7.8 billion people, yeah. no pressure, what would be your words of wisdom to them based on your life Excuse experience me. so far? Um, never book a train ticket and expect it to be on time and for it not to be cancelled. And, um, gosh. If you haven't got anything, it's okay. I don't know. Oh gosh, one opportunity. 
maybe just do something every day that just fills your own cup even a little bit or just take a moment every day to just stop mm -hmm. okay. and think about what it is to be alive. <laughs> so do something every day to fill that cup. Yeah. That will be your slogan for your I new think, consultancy yeah, but company. also to like just think like what a privilege it is to be alive, I think. Oh. I think sometimes we just get on the treadmill of life, don't we? We don't actually realise that we're here living. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot for that and we wish you well. Pleasure. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.